When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wowee, this show looks a bit different this week. Holy cow, lots of different guests, a whole bunch of all-stars filtering in. In, in person? Oh You're my god. In person! Who's that sitting next to you, Lucy James from GameSpot and Giant Bomb? It's me, Elise Willems. <laughs> Sounds just like her. We are joined by Lucy James and Tamor Hussein. Yeah. And I swear we'll have a full crew on one of these. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Possibly. Uh, it's... Next week. We're traveling. <laughs> next week. Oh, real, son of yeah. a... <laughs> well, at least we're... we can grab you for one. We can grab you for one. What, we... What, we... what I might do, Tam, is have you record all of your thoughts and then we'll just talk back to you as if we're in real time. That yeah. might work out. But isn't this just like a classic Lord of the Rings story where parties are like con- like traveling across You're and so right. eventually going to converge? The Fellowship will be united on the very final episode of this podcast. That's th- what we're going for. I think you're exactly right. Like- this is a conceptual podcast. And we told Elise, uh, Elise, we got to leave you back with the Harfoots. You broke your ankle and your time has come. So sorry about that. Elise, we'll get you next week, hopefully. Uh, we yeah. miss you. We hope you're doing well. Um, this is Screencast. We're talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Episode 6. This is a kind of funny screencast. It's our weekly show where we break down the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash roosterteeth.com, or on your favorite podcast service by searching for Kind of Funny Screencast. If you wanted to get the show ad-free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Fargo, Brady, Molecule, housekeeping everybody. We are also doing screencasts for She-Hulk, Andor, the Star Wars show, Andor. No Andor puns, what? Andor no what? fucking goddammit. There it is. Here we go. And also Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. So make sure you check out those as well. Today we're brought to you by Chime and NZXT monitors. But first, what did you all think of the episode, everybody? It's a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Not, I I was actually like a couple episodes behind, and so I watched um, episode five yesterday before I watched six, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, not really doing it for me." But six got me back on board. I was, I'm also horrendously congested, and I'm very sorry about it. I had dairy before this because I hate myself. <laughs> I had dairy. That's the great excuse. <laughs> it's like a bunch of orcs stuffing themselves into a tunnel. <laughs> Tam, um, you, yeah. you said you enjoyed it as well. This is your first time on the show. Yeah, um, this is my first time on the show. Um, so, like, for people who want the context, I I have seen Lord of the Rings. Um, I watched the theatrical cut many, many moons ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I have really been... The part of our friendship. Yeah, I, I have a terminally obsessed friend with Lord of the Rings. You, you may know her. Say at least. Maybe on this podcast. You <laughs> stay next to me. Oh. So I have maintained uh, my awareness and like uh, around Lord of the Rings. So I keep a, like an interest in it. That's good. But I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like obsessed with it. So I think the perspective I bring to this is someone who has an interest in fantasy as a whole, but isn't obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And for some reason, the entirety of uh, Rings of Power has been hitting for me. Wow. Like, not like amazing. Like, right. I'm not blonde. Like, episode five, for example, 
I was like, okay, that's a weak one. But like, I feel enthralled by it. I feel like, I feel the pull to want to learn more. The pull to about the darkness. It. Yeah, a pull to the darkness. I feel the pull to be twisted by it. Mm, wow. Molded by it. But yeah, I, I have been really enjoying it. And I think this has been more successful in making me interest, interested in Tolkien and Lord of the Rings than even the original movies did. Having said that, I'm still yet to watch the um, extended editions of got the, UHD, the trilogy. The Ultra 4K. That's, I think that's my next port of call. So once this uh series finishes this first season i'm gonna go immediately into into the next uh the movies and the the reason why i'm excited to do that is because there's moments in this show and even this episode which like really get me like from an emotional perspective like it's the shit that you lot love you weirdos where like someone delivers a speech in in oh. this and you're like you feel like it's rousing and you feel like it's you know yeah. powerful and and I have those emotional moments with characters like, you know, Aronde and, and like uh, these random characters that aren't the ones that are known for having these iconic moments. So, like, I feel now that I'm primed for it, when I go back to that original trilogy, uh, the extended versions, I think it's going to really work for me in a way that it didn't when I first watched it. So I am, I, I understand the, like, peaks and troughs of this series, and I am able to generally approach it and and make critical analysis of it and say when something's boring like the half or stuff don't care about it one bit think it's utterly boring boring and annoying however i'm like broadly speaking having a fantastic time in watching this series and enjoying it yeah awesome um i i was telling greg miller the other day because i think you may kind of connect with him on some level when it comes to being emotional with just the pure goodness of characters. And I'm like, dude, Greg, you've been looking for a Superman, uh, a good recent Superman movie. The Lord of the Rings movies are there, man. Samwise is the most, mm -hmm. like, the most powerful stuff in the mm -hmm. whole franchise. And, like, I, I was just like, I know you're going to, like, shit on this. And you're going to, of course, he said, I love the movie, Rudy. Uh, he's just <laughs> a piece of garbage. Uh, but, yeah, um, I've been a little bit down on this show as of late. But I loved this episode. I think this franchise, uh, I think this show, the first day, Tam, the first day when we, de we debuted those first two episodes, I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And yeah. then I've kind of slowly gone downhill. And it's gotten me back in moments because some episodes just end really strongly with amazing score and big uh, yeah. symphonic movements of music. And it just hits you. But at the end of the day, I'd still feel like I was a little bit bored in some moments and just kind of wanting the plot to get along. I loved this episode, and we'll talk about it right after our ad break right here. Shout out to NZXT Canvas Gaming Monitors. We are huge fans of NZXT here at Kind of Funny. And I got to say, these monitors, they're Andy Cortez approved, Kevin Coelho approved, and Tim Gettys approved because of their sweet 1440p resolution with 165 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response hits. That sweet spot for gamers due to the balance of picture and performance. They're available in 27 inch and 32 inch curved displays, variable refresh rate support for all of the major 
your GPUs. They provide an excellent gaming experience for any game genre. You can get the monitor just alone, you can get it with a stand, or you can get it with some pretty cool mounts. There's built-in software support with NZXT Cam that lets you control all your monitor settings directly on your PC. No need to mess with the clunky hardware menus to lock in your desired settings. They thought of it all. It's sold exclusively on NZXT.com. You can learn more about the NZXT Canvas gaming monitors at NZXT.co slash kind of funny. That's NZXT.co slash kind of funny. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it, I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up, I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up, I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair, and eventually all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me. Choose from laminate, whiteboard, bamboo, solid wood, butcher block, or even custom solid wood or laminate options. Uplift Desk won New York Times Wire Cutters Best Standing Desk from 2019 to 2022. And while I'm at it, I'm just going to give them an award as well. Best Standing Desk that I use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now. Uplift Desk have a 15-year warranty. They ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping. So if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life, maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a Zoom call or something, uplift your life. Go to kindoffunny.com slash uplift. Everybody, um, let's talk about the plot right here. Um, Arondir, which my phone always kind of auto-corrects to at our, um, but Arondir um, says, um, no, 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 wait, wait, where am I at? Where? No, I'm at our. Adar, I already fucked up. I already fucked up. Adar is like, dude, uh, he's talking to these elves and he's like, yo, we've been through a lot together. All right. Um, you came to my sister's wedding. Um, yeah. You know, you helped me fix that flat tire that one time I was stuck on the side of the road. You've been a whole lot. And now and now yeah. you're not going to die as slaves. Now you're going to die as brothers and sisters and big speech. Everybody's super stoked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very stoked. I also like I talked to Lucy about this, but he looks exactly like Lee Pace. So oh. every time I see him, I'm like, oh, it's Lee Pace. Oh, it's not Lee Pace. Every Wait, time I see him, I'm just Uncle Benjamin. Are you familiar with the fact that Lee Pace was in The Hobbit? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, I, I think I, I think that was that. the pull you were making because he's Thranduil. What's Will? He's so oh, God, beautiful. I'm sorry. I sound like a nerd because <laughs> I'm so All I had was he's Thranduil. He's Thranduil. He's Thranduil. He'll always be Ronan the Accuser to me. Yeah, he'll always be Ned from Pushing Daisies. Yeah, Pushing Daisies is the other one as well. Uh, he was in Halt and Catch Fire. That's where he was super tall and sexy. Yeah. Oh, like he's oh, cool. Bodies, bodies, bodies. My God. Oh, anyway. never saw it. Didn't see it. Um, oh. I I love this whole sequence. Um, again, Uncle Benjamin just popping off, getting the whole crowd stoked up. Uh, they mm. end up searching this place, and Adar's like, I know Arondir is here. I could smell his bitch ass. Uh, and then mm. finally, this show does something that makes me. Because I've been enjoying the show, right? I've been enjoying a lot of these sort of poetic moments with dialogue. But I finally had a moment where I go, oh, that's clever. And I love this little scheme that they cooked up where Arondir has the arrows and then kicks the thing through the door and it closes uh, the door. Like, all of that shit. I was like, yes, a clever scheme. Awesome. I yeah. love a good, um, one of those contraptions where... Goldberg. I, Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. I love it. And that's what this was to me. I yeah. was like, yeah. I don't, I don't care how improbable this is. 
I'm in. Yeah. I, I mean, like, there's a couple of things that happen in before that whole thing that I really want to uh, talk about. Like, yeah. Waldrig, like, he's mm-hmm. absolute shit muncher. Like, there's a, there's, he is, he does have, like, yeah, he's a he's a massive bootlicker and like his his kind of like arc has been kind of he's the character you want to hate so much it's like I, i'm evil i don't even know who we're following yeah. anymore he's got massive like worm tail energy from i guess harry potter but um or worm tongue worm, from worm Lord tongue Rick. yeah yeah worm tongue yeah the other thing is like the the thing i love about the adar speech is that it's something that you often see especially in lord of the rings or in fantasy as well like given to the protagonist or the good side the rousing speech and we even get that here but it's very rare that you'll see it happen on the other side where a villain is telling the other villains you know what they're fighting for who they are and i think this does a lot um in this episode and also this show to kind of almost try and present a perspective from the other side like adars and the uruk or the orcs um they you know we're used to treating them as they're the bad guys they're like mm-hmm. they need to go but i, I wouldn't say like i re- i can relate to them but like or sympathize with them but at least there's an opportunity to present some sort of other side here where it's like they're looking for their land and yeah. you kind of sympathize with them up until they're like oh so sour on people i think you're totally right it's like it, it isn't just giving... evil for evil's sake yeah exactly. they're giving reasons for oh my god for why the orcs are acting the way that they are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What an, audio, what an audio experience this must be. But like they're giving reasons and like I think they do some really clever stuff. I think everything with the Uryx has been my highlight so far. Not just the prosthetic oh my god. Not just the prosthetic <laughs> work um that they did on them, because I think these are the best orcs I've ever looked, I think. Um But you know, there's there's way more of them and they they all have their own little personalities they even mentioned like orc women mm-hmm. orc women and dwarf women now yeah as fuck yeah he says brothers yeah. and sisters so that's that's pretty yeah. neat yeah. uh the but tower ends up collapsing and a bunch of orcs are killed and bronwyn's like we gotta get the fuck out of here um sure it probably slowed I, them I would down. die for bronwyn i want to make oh, that my clear gosh. i would risk it all for bronwyn if, if uh, yeah oh my god oh i mean with me it's her galadriel like good lord um yeah the following thing is Sealdor uh, is in the ship uh, in that boat. They're sailing to Middle Earth. What do they call him? I call He's... him Izzy. No, they call him like Isil. They call him Isil. Yeah, but I'm, me and Elise. I'm not being funny. It gives me the ick. It really gives me the ick when I hear Isil. He's Izzy now. Me and Elise established last week we were calling him Izzy. So Izzy's on the boat and he gives a. He's sharing an apple with a horse. It's kind of gross. And then he chucks the apple into the water, and there's, like, at least three bites left on the apple, and the horse will remember that. The horse is going to remember that, everybody. He's like, bitch, I form a bond with you. The moment you sit on me, you can't give me an apple? It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Well, you know, that's how you get scurvy. Yeah. (laughs) Galadriel shows off about her amazing eyesight. She's like, I got, like, 2010, dude. I've been seeing the land for miles and hours now. Uh, and oh, they you, ever really you can't see that? Oh, you can't see that? Yeah. Oh, damn, because yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Wow, that's I've, I've I've seen shit you wouldn't believe for at least two hours. Yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made friends with somebody over there already. Um, there's a really nice conversation here about humility that I I enjoy of her being like, I did like "Look, that. man, humility has saved a lot of people before, and sometimes the more brash can uh, can start bad shit. So don't feel bad about your lot in life right now, Izzy, not Isil, uh, Elendil." 
has a sweet little soliloquy about how the sun rising and the sun setting. And by the way, my wife drowned. <laughs> it really yeah. fucked up. <laughs> that was so weird. Where she's, yeah, at the end, as he's turning around, he's like, she drowned. Yeah. She drowned. Like, well, no, but then the, 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 the whole thing is like, you know, the sea is always right. So I'm like, yeah. is it right for drowning your wife? Mm-hmm. But can I just say, the daddy energy on Elendil yeah. um, is off the charts at this episode. He's daddy. He, yeah, he's, he's got um, what's his name? Captain Friendzone from Game of Thrones again. Oh, um, uh, oh, I purged is... all Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, the uh, the Jorah uh, Mormont. Jorah Mormont. Yeah, yeah he has yeah, massive like uh, capable yeah. Jorah Mormont energy. Um, Arondir, uh, um, he's trying to break the sword hilt, the key thing, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna hide it, but I can't tell you all either." Um, and we move on to the fi- the next scene, and they're prepping for battle. Arondir's pumping up the crowd. There's Arondir's like, hey, there's a small chance we'll survive. It's nearly impossible that we're going to live. All of y'all are going to die. We're all going to die watching each other just absolutely get shit on. But I think we can do it. (laughs) Do you believe it? It's like, bro. I'd be like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I do not believe it. Theo's on guard duty, and he's not happy about it. Uh, Bronwyn's like, look, you got to guard the weak and the fucking whatever. And and then there's yeah. another nice I will little say, speech about lightning. Theo, Theo, the most diabolical haircut in Middle Earth. Oh. They like, him absolutely so, done no, no, him the no. worst. So I, I agree. But also there was a guy in episode five and he was one of the background actors when Galadriel was doing her little sword thing. Yeah. Whoa, he was wearing... It must have been a I was like, mate, 50s house. If I had that haircut, I would cast myself into Mount Doom. Like, well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't know if you all noticed this, but in the most recent episode last week, when we have a conversation between Waldrig and Theo about, like, I had the sword hilt. It's like a drug. They both have the same haircut. So I think it's like you have to oh, have the haircut in order to wield it. Yeah, he was born with this. The, here's the chosen child. He has the, the lightning bolt on his forehead, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got that haircut. Bronwyn, uh, really awesome little speech here because Theo was like, what did you always tell me when I had nightmares, mom? And she tells him about the light and the shadow. Um, I did read that. That was what got me. I was like, that was a, like it, it was awkwardly kind of set up. But, but yeah. the delivery was perfect, the yeah. meaning, the kind of like imagery it conjured. And I was like, oh, that's what Lord of the Rings is yeah. about. Like, it's this the, kind of weird bullshit. It's not only the delivery, but also just the cutting to all the soldiers kind of prepping and knowing that they're mm-hmm. likely going to die in a lot of these moments. So that, it's all that stuff that really pumps me up. Uh, and then Arondir yeah. gives her seeds and he's like, plant these before it's new life in defiance of death. And that's what we saw at the beginning of the episode. That's what... Uh, Adar was doing. He was planting seeds as well. It's like an elven sort of tradition. You plant those before yeah. war, um, which is yeah, pretty neat. The, which is like a, it's also a nice little callback to the Lord of the Rings. Um, they did. I don't think they did it in the. They didn't do it in the movies, did they? They just got. But like after this, the scouring of the Shire, um, Galadriel gave. Um, well, no, when they were in Lothlorien, uh, they gave oh. everybody seed. gifts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, one of the, and one of them was like some of a seed in like some soil from Lothlorien. I'll tell you what, he does plant after that though. Oh man, I'll tell you what. Oh, oh my god, in. I was wondering where that was gonna go. And that's exactly what I'm writing right here is Arondir is just spitting mad game, and he's like, "You and me, we're gonna plant stuff together. 
Uh, and your son will be there too. It was, it was like, that's gonna be, this, these are the only two scenes that you're going to get from me. For the rest oh. of our lives, it's just it's just you and me, Bronwyn, just no one else, hopefully. If Theo can be there if he wants, if he decides not yeah. to, great. You know, I'm not ready to be Great a father. Today. I'm only a thousand six hundred twenty-eight years old. We can't really. I'm not ready to. I'm too young to be a dad. You know, um, the bad guys start marching forward. <laughs> the bad guys start marching forward, and Bronwyn is just not clutching up. She cannot light this thing to start the whole trap. But eventually, she clutches the fuck up. The orcs are surrounded in a big ring of fire, and right now, you're like, Adar, pretty shitty leader. He's just leading his guys into nonstop death. And then Arondir ends up fighting a big old dude. There's a big guy fighting him yeah. with a lot of weird camera movements to hide all the weird camera cuts. Dude, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I watched this episode while horizontal, right? I was leaning on my couch. I was, it'd been a long day. I'd had a beer. I was lying down. And I was like, something is weird about the cuts and the how this whole episode, and it, and it is the director who's done like the past three or so. And I was just like, I've come to the realization that I don't like the way this show is shot. Especially when you get to the bit later on where it's so many Dutch angles. Oh. And I was like, what the? Why? That is not... Okay, cool. Something evil's happening. Just tilt the damn camera. It's like the, it's, it's the imbalance, Lucy. It's the imbalance. But yeah, I had the same thought. I was like... But it was perfect for me because I was leaning on my side. I was laying down. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was laying down, leaning on my side. <laughs> looked perfectly right up for me. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, and but I will say this battle sequence was cool. Yeah. As and the revelation at the end. Oh, excellent. I was sick. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they're like the land is ours. And then, guess what? It, uh, you have that one orc who's like, you know, these these are humans too that y'all have been killing. They had to pay the troll toll to get into the boys' hole. And guess what? Adar, pretty good leader, turns out because this is yeah. all just one big trap. Yeah. Here they come. You. They start getting shot off the roof. And this is where the show, uh, I think maybe, Lucy, you were on the episode where I was expecting a bit more gore in one of the earlier episodes when, like, a throat gets slit. Here, yeah. they brought all the mm. gore that mm. they possibly mm. could have. Um, yeah. They start getting shot by arrows. Bronwyn gets ap- – and then, first off, here's something that made me laugh. Bronwyn looking at the old guy getting shot and her being like, Treadwill! Like, as if we were supposed to give a shit about this old man. Like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Way to try to make me care about the guy, for fuck's sake. Uh, she's bleeding like crazy, but if you rub some yeah. pressure on it, uh, rub some Neosporin, you know, won't get infected. Yeah. Um, she lives and all is saved, and the Numenorians are riding in, but unfortunately they're four days out, so everyone in the town dies anyway. Um... Adar walks in and, and he's like, fool me once, y'all. You got me last time. Game recognized game, but give me the damn MacGuffin or everybody dies. Yeah. And Theo doesn't want his mom to be killed, so she tells Adar where the MacGuffin is. How did he know? How did uh, fucking uh, Aronde be like, I'm going to put this where no one else can see? And then he finally see it. What's going on? Why do you, did he think, put it in there? Do you think there's like a bond? A yeah. I think, yeah, he has a connection. Yeah. Like, Sauron, no. Sauron, like, Feels a pull towards well, the is like, of the ring and so I assume it's something in the fucking tavern where literally everyone's <laughs> gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> like I, mean, I thought he was gonna go like into a deep dark cave or yeah. cast it into the seas. Like, no, I'll just stick it in this whole no one tavern. You know, go in this room where I'm literally gonna send everyone later. Here's the here's where the MacGuffin is. So they take the MacGuffin out, and uh, but luckily all the Numenorians are here. They're here to fight, 
uh, kind of war starts popping off. The queen regent tells Izzy to go, hey, go pop off. I don't, you're expendable, you know. Um, Galadriel has never looked more horny to go hunt somebody down. Like, oh my god! Yeah, she finally like found her kind of calling to be like, oh, you want me to go kill that guy? Hell yeah! It's like. It, it's like finally telling like your your dog to like go get those snacks for you know it's like oh yeah. hell yeah i'm trying to time to go pop off um that, that fucking sick move where the yeah. arrow is coming for her and she like flips over and then yeah. does an upward strike i oh, kind of want to i want to like keep track of any sequence where you know the directors are like oh we could show off how lightweight these elves are in this sequence yeah, yeah. there's like i guess because there's the seat there's the bit with legolas and uh uh, I think it's return where he's you know he comes up there and he swings around the horse. No, no, it's two taps. He swings around the horse in like a really over the top, completely unnecessary way. And so in this one, they like they get Galadriel to do one. Um, Halbrand does one. They just again similarly. They're figuring out the right ways to kind of yeah. And then there's that moment where Rondir runs on the chain. Uh, yeah. In in episode one or two maybe. Um, Theo is like, damn, bro, who the fuck's that? And Arondir is like, that's Galadriel. She's her baddie, right? Like, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's fucking crazy, bro. Uh, so she's going out. She's hunting. But Halbran corners him with the pincer move. And he moves on uh, Adar's bitch ass. The horse, he knocks down the horse. And the horse gets up. And he's like, look, I'm with you all. To be honest, I was pissed off when Homeboy threw away the rest of his apple in the ocean. When there was, like, at least three bites left. But still, I'm on your side right now. And uh, right here, this is where we have this big conversation with Adar Lucy. I was like, I have seen a lot of shit on the internet, but the way that horse tripped over <laughs> cut me to my core. Fuck like that, yeah, it, it looked I was... uh, to me, it looked comical because when it like falls over, it then if you watch it back, it looks like when a human falls over and then looks around to see if anyone saw <laughs> and casually get up. No, the thing is. Horses, it's so dangerous. Like yeah, if yeah, they break awful. their legs, they are yeah. dead. That sequence also, I, I talked to you about this, but like I feel like this one of the sequences where like the cutting and the angles, it was like not as best used as possible for me because there's that yeah. one bit where she like speaks in Elvish to, to the horse to be like, Well, that's and she, it that's runs faster. What, um Arwen says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And like I thought that would have been a great time to like use the slowdown that they used to show off Galadriel's teeth in the other episode. <laughs> where it's like slow it down and then have that like whisper be like a little louder so you could be like, oh, she's popping off. Yeah. Um, and then go. And that would have been so cool because the kind of like speed increase isn't effectively like conveyed like you could see oh i think it's going faster but also the cutting and the movement is constantly like undermining that but if it was like slowed down pause to see the words come out and then the horse kind of like hear it and then speed up again that would have been like okay we get it what's going on here? it's cool as fuck like it's the constant slowdown and speed up of some of the footage as well i was like what the fuck is this it was pretty like, jarring why yeah. It was pretty adjarring. Adarring? Adarring? Anyway, so Halbrand's like, I'm going to kill your bitch ass. Like, and then um, Galadriel tells him not to. We need to question him. We need to We need to capture him, you know. Um, and then Galadriel's talking to him. And um, in this scene, I'm just like, man, I wish I was Adar right now, you know. Um, and <laughs> I love this whole sequence. This is where he says... I'm not the only elf alive transformed by darkness. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm going to yeah. kill your ass, you slavering orc. And he goes, Uruk. 
fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like also he he uses the uh that he says he kills Sauron, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. But he's like, Oh yeah, I kill Sauron and she's like, uh, I don't think you got the facility for that big man. <laughs> like, no yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah. But then I, so I kinda like his clapback of being like, You think that we're not capable of this and it's totally mm-hmm. something that I did. Like my my cousin saw it. He's out of town. You don't know him, you know. He lives um, in Canada. <laughs> but yeah, I love this sequence where he kind of like lets them know like we like being called Uruks, by the way. Like Orcs yeah. pretty derogatory yeah. term, you know. Um yeah. we call ourselves Uruks, so please respect us. Um yeah. and she's about to kill him and Halbrand walks in and stops her. And then we get a scene after this where um uh well, before we cut to the following sequence, this is where Adar's like, Halbrand, who are you, bro? Be real with me. Yeah. And he said, I mean, there's a lot of questions about Halbrand, to be honest. Even more so in this episode, I feel, after the bit with um, Muriel. Which, by the way, we haven't talked about it. Muriel's armor? Oh, so my very cool. God. Very cool. I am yeah. obsessed with that costume. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I like the whole Numenorians, like vibe. I like, they have yeah. that sort of like Rohan sort of. You yeah. could tell that's yeah. where it evolved into. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love the sequence with um, Adar. I think this is like where he's showcased the best in terms of just dialogue. Um, and then he's kind of questioning Halbrand. Halbrand, who are you really, bro? Like, let me know. Uh, yeah. The next sequence, it really seems like they're going to start to make out um, yeah. Caladriel yeah, and Halbrand. Yeah. And then a guy walks in. He's like, Halbrand, they need you. The queen's asking for you. So it interrupts yeah. everything. Um, and... Then you get the Arondir talking to Theo and being like, here you go, uh, here you go, brother. Here's the little, here's this hilt. And they didn't even bother checking it, but it was the thing swapped that got me. Yeah, it was also, the hammer. Yeah, also before then, um, the, uh, the Halbrand and, um, what's her name? Uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn. You just said five minutes ago. Yeah, I, there's too many names on this screen. Bronwyn <laughs> is like, um, he's got x ray up. Mate, are you, are you the king or nah? And he's like, I'm the king. Oh, uh, like, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody bro. pops off there. Yeah. They're like, hey, Jon Snow's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the king. That was promised. Um, the thing that gets me about this is like, I feel like I could just walk into a Tolkien town and be like, I am the, I am the <laughs> queen. <laughs> uh, you're the one the prophecy foretold of. <laughs> I've got this mysterious pouch. And, uh, but you know that makes me the queen. The fuck yeah. is in that pouch? God damn it! Um, but yeah, gotta be a but yeah the MacGuffin is actually just a, a literal MacGuffin in in yes. figurative and literal senses <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> um, and yeah, so everybody in the town stoked that the the king is finally here. He's here to rec- he's here to reclaim the Southlands, the rightful king of the Southlands. And then we get a Rondir talking to Theo, in which Theo uh, he's given back this the, what do you think is the hilt, and he's like a. Uh, Cast it away, Arondir tells him. When you all go back, cast it into the waters, or give it to the el- give it to the people going back to Numenor to cast it into the waters. What's a lot up? of faith in that kid. A lot of a lot faith. of faith. Yeah, and we yeah. Like, absolutely, be that is insane to do. I would be like, uh, I'm going to take care of this. You shut up. And yeah. I will say, I kind of just don't really love the stereotypical nature of. I felt power when I had it. Like, I'm just kind of, like, tired of that in movies and books and stuff. Like, I had well, this I guess, evil thing. I felt powerful with it. It's like, well, rid yourself of it. Well, it makes it makes sense in this particular piece of fiction because the, like, the draw of the one ring, I guess. So it's For like, sure. It's, it's something that he's probably poured his malice, yeah. his hatred. Yeah. It's, it's maybe the way that it was just kind of 
Uh, maybe yeah. the dialogue there could have been yeah, a little yeah. bit different for me to enjoy it more. But it was very, uh, very cliche to have like, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd like to think I felt powerful with it. I just feel like I've heard that a million times in, in yeah. media. Um, but he's like, yeah, well, cast it, rid, rid yourself of this evil. So uh, give it to the people on the boat or wherever they'll cast into the ocean. It'll fall to the depths of, of Earth or whatever. And then uh, Britney Spears will get it in uh, 100 years time. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but was it him who uncovers? Like, is yeah, he... so Theo, Theo opens it and is like, I'm just going to have one little look at it again. Yeah. It's a hatchet. And then it cuts to Waldrick, who's like, ah, I got it. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. It's exactly a comedy <laughs> villain yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Waldrick is like so stereotypical at this moment. And he puts the sword into the keyhole, turns it. Uh, and I love, I just love the concept, this fantasy concept of, uh, you know, piercing yourself in the forearm and your blood yeah. is what causes the key to actually grow and become an actual full sword. I think it's just a really cool thing. Uh, yeah. Turns the key and this whole time you're wondering, what is this actually going to do? And I think it's a lot more creative than what I would have assumed. I thought it was just going to like make Mount Doom explode. But I love the idea that it's this damn that all the waters come rushing in mm-hmm. in one of the most hype endings uh, in, mm-hmm. in a TV show. Yeah. I love the way this all finishes out. What did you all think of it? Yeah, I thought it was really clever. We finally know why they were building the tunnels. Yeah. Um, and like the sea, to see like the relative green of that area of Middle Earth, like quite lushness, suddenly be like almost like intox- or infiltrated and kind of like pumped into this by this dirty brown kind of uh, water you're like oh this is how like remember in the uh, earlier movies whenever it showed like the the orc or uh, like uh, battlements it was always like gross and slimy and yeah. brown and stuff like that and it feels like the beginning of that forming them reclaiming land yeah cool. i i remember you know you uh me and elise uh andy were talking about why don't they just like carry a tent with them if the orcs can't uh, walk in the sunlight, right? And then I never would have anticipated that this had something to do with it. I think the way that they got there, we've said this about it before, like, a bit clumsy. Um, sorry. Uh, got my phlegm. Uh, and then, but I think it was a really, really cool reveal. And also just, like, even though the episode is titled Udun, I was like, oh, so it must be a Balrog somewhere but yeah. i don't know how we're gonna get there from yeah. the starting point of the episode so i'm very intrigued and the other thing like the now. the uh the the way the the kind of like uh smoke and the fire comes across comes towards uh galadriel, galadriel yeah mi- mirroring the exact way that the wave came towards her in numenor mm. it's like really cool i was like okay so one way or another you cannot escape this fate this yeah. destiny regardless of where you are and I loved right. her. Um, I, I also just want to shout her out. Uh, her performance when she's speaking to Adar inside of that yeah. little uh, hole. Like when, when she just has such great reactions uh, without even saying anything. Like just dialogueless reactions of her. You could tell like she's really unnerved by some of the things that he's saying. And I think she just does a great job of portraying that. But yeah, this whole, this whole final sequence I thought was... Like I, I haven't felt this excited for a following episode since probably like episode two or three, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I think sure. they absolutely nailed the ending of this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I uh, uh, and to your point about like how great Morvith Clark is being in this, it's like you have Kate Blanchett's portrayal of Galadriel, 
And you also have sort of the knowledge that elves are kind of uptight, or at least that's how they've been portrayed in this, you know, in like the, the cinematic uh, sort of style. And so like she has to keep that like very stoic, very yeah. straight. But also she still manages to get the full gamut of emotions across. And I think she does an amazing job. I love the way she clenches her jaw mm-hmm. and she just like Yeah. I think she does like a lot with she does a lot with her eyes. There's a lot of like yeah. intensity there. Um yeah. yeah, great episode. This was this is kind of the what I was hoping to see this this late into the season. Um after you know, kind of having my interest wane here and there. I think this is the one that hopefully brings it back towards more of an upward trend. And the ball is finally rolling now. You know, I think the last couple of episodes, it's like, damn, I thought they would have gone to Middle Earth by now. Um, I thought they would have been the Southlands by now. But yeah, there's a lot of prep time here. Understandable. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, And you know what they say, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So. Oh, I was going to say, uh, wait, what's the one line about the seeds? What was the <laughs> uh, fucking uh. De- death in defiance or life in defiance of death or something? Because yeah. um, that's what I always have heard that they say, you know. Um, everybody, thank you for watching. Episode six recap. Screencast for Rings of Power. Lucy and Tam, where can people find you? You find me everywhere at Tomorrow I'm on Twitch, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. I'm everywhere uh, at Lucy James Games, and we're also on GameSpot and Giant Bomb. Let's go. Woo! Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, next week, we won't have a full crew. Maybe the <laughs> following week. We'll try to figure this out. But thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Next week, we'll likely have Elise back for those of y'all who miss her. Tweet her and just say, hey, at least we miss you. All right. Um, we'll see you all next time, everybody. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Bye.